This is The Guardian. Today, Donald Trump is running for president again. But will Republicans still want him? in the early days of his presidency, Trump won himself a loyal army of supporters. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. But few seemed as comically sycophantic as the young wannabe governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. I love that part. Of course, Trump enjoyed the flattery, and so he endorsed the campaign for clean-cut, God-fearing, family man DeSantis, then happily took credit for his win. He ran, I endorsed him, his numbers went through the roof. The man who we beat who was expected to win easily called me after the race. He said, you endorsed him, and it was like a nuclear bomb went off. A political bromance bloomed. And then I see him without a shirt one day. And this guy is strong. And he's not fat. That's all power. That's all muscle. I want to tell you that. And I said, Ron, you're one of the few I say it to. Don't walk around with a jacket all the time. Take it off. People are going to see the real Ron. Don loved Ron. He's a great guy. He's a tough guy. He's a brilliant guy. But in the U.S. midterm elections earlier this month, their relationship took a rocky turn. DeSantis no longer seemed to need his mentor. His campaign video was focused on his own unique abilities. Candidates backed by Trump saw pretty poor results. DeSantis, however, scored a stunning win in Florida. They're not chanting four more years. They're chanting two more years which means they're encouraging him to run for president. He was hyped. Freedom is here to stay. Trump finally announced that he was running for president again in the 2024 race. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Could his chances be scuppered by his one-time megafan? Will Ron DeSantis try to position himself as the candidate for the Republican Party nomination? From The Guardian, I'm Nosheen Iqbal. Today in Focus, the battle between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. How ugly could it get? Chris McGreal, you're a writer for Guardian US and you've been covering the recent midterms. Now, two names have dominated the Republican landscape, Don and Ron, Trump and DeSantis. Now, obviously, Trump is really familiar to a lot of us. So can we start by talking about Ron DeSantis first? Can you tell me about who he is and what his background is? Yes, he's essentially put himself very firmly on the map as the governor of Florida, living Trumpian policies and values without getting himself into the same trouble as Trump. 
DeSantis went to Yale and Harvard Law School, and then he joined the US Navy, where he was a legal investigator for them. He then moved from the US Navy to the Justice Department and became a special assistant US attorney based in Florida. And then he got himself elected to Congress in 2012, unseating a Democrat. I mean, DeSantis is in many ways the polar opposite, particularly in his personal life, to Trump. He's a Roman Catholic and is committed to his Catholicism. He married a woman who'd been a television host on the Golf Channel, of all things. Hello, everyone. I'm Casey Black. It's the start of the fall series, the last chance for those struggling to maintain or earn their PGA Tour card. And they have three children. He's made his name by winning and looking successful. Now, thanks to the overwhelming support of the people of Florida. We not only won election, we have rewritten the political map. He might be described as the thinking man's Trump, or I've seen him described as Trump's brain. Mm. So Yale educated, served in the military, relatively religious. It's a very different background to Trump's, and yet he was a big Trump supporter. Chris, can you tell me about when DeSantis first began aligning himself to the MAGA wing of the party? Yes, I think it's worth remembering that when Trump ran for office in 2016, he was widely regarded as a joke. People would laugh at the idea that Trump would win the nomination, let alone the election, and yet he did both. And when that happened, you start to see a lot of politicians, including DeSantis, move into that camp. There's a sense within the Republican leadership at the time that they could control Trump. Uh, They quickly found out that they couldn't. And I think DeSantis, who's a very smart politician, recognised that. And you see him shift, really, like other Republican politicians did, and embrace those messages that Trump was pushing forward, but not necessarily in the same way that Trump did it. So how important was Trump to DeSantis's political rise? I think that by aligning himself with Trump's ideas and values, DeSantis really grabbed the attention of the Republican base. He's politically aggressive, but in a different way to Trump. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers and we reject woke ideology. With rhetoric that's just as hard but much more contained. He doesn't throw out idle threats. And that really caught the the attention, I think, of the Republican base, particularly after Trump lost in 2020, and particularly with the election denial that eroded support in parts of the Republican Party. That election will go down as the crime of the century, and our country is being destroyed by people who perhaps have no right to destroy it. I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one that's trying to save it. Trump really looked ineffective. He certainly didn't look like he really had a plan. And Trump's Republican base started to look around for somebody that was able to replace Trump, that embraced Trump's values, but most importantly, was perhaps more electable. And they settled on Ron DeSantis. So Trump is central to DeSantis's rise to public attention. Well, do we know if they have much of a personal relationship? I mean, are Trump and DeSantis getting together for golf or family barbecues? 
I don't think Trump really has friendly relationships with very many people, and I, I certainly don't think he has it with somebody like DeSantis. And let me just say, Mr. President, given your change of registration, welcome home to Florida. Theirs will be a relationship of political convenience. what about DeSantis's politics? Where has he staked his beliefs and passions? What is he most known for? Well, he's most known for what's happened over the past few years as governor, which is very much summed up by his statement quite recently that Florida is where woke comes to die. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. He's very much uh, positioned himself as a man of the culture wars. Issues around equal marriage, around trans rights, all of those things he'll publicly uh, take a very hardline position on. He's provocative. He likes to be provocative in the way that Trump likes to be provocative. But he's able to get more of that through and more done. He had a plan in place to cycle the vaccine for people who wanted it. He got kids back in school. And if you didn't like that, you could leave the state. But for the most part, people go, yeah, I like to get my life back. I'm coming there. He is also very much on board with the long list of traditional Republican issues, whether it's gun rights or it's being opposed to abortion. Well, look, I'm somebody that believes in pro-life protections. I think that it's something that is based in science. I think it's something that is based in kind of uh, who we are uh, as a society. I think you Well, Trump, of course, does openly claim that DeSantis owes all his success to him. Do you think there's any truth in that? Without that... Trumpian path without identifying himself with it, would have DeSantis gained the same prominence within the base that supports Trump? Probably not. The thing that makes DeSantis stand out is the nature of Florida, uh, the grip of the Republicans on the legislature. He is a very, very effective politician in a way I think lots of other governors aren't in this country. And so he's put himself on the map. But has Donald Trump helped DeSantis put himself on the map? Absolutely. Well, DeSantis has been in the political game far longer than Trump. He's just been voted in for his second term as governor of Florida. What is his appeal to the electorate there? I think one of the really interesting things about DeSantis's re-election is how sweeping it was. He stood up on issues that many people in Florida felt strongly about. You know, it helps that DeSantis is 44 years old, a young, fresh face. And I think it really makes a difference. There's a weariness now about the age of the political leadership in this country. Despite how well DeSantis did, the US midterms didn't deliver the red wave that was predicted, nor did Trump-endorsed candidates make a real winning dent. In fact, several of them flopped quite hard, while, of course, as you said, DeSantis had that stunning win with almost 60% of the vote. Chris, why does this matter? The midterms were a big shock to the Republican Party, but if anybody came out looking good, it was Ron DeSantis. He's the one winner in all of this. Trump, who'd staked so much on this red wave, he thought what was going to happen was there's going to be a huge red wave of Republican wins across the country. He would take credit and it would launch his campaign. Exactly the opposite has happened. In terms of the competition between DeSantis and Trump, this was a turning point. This was crucial because suddenly Trump looked weak and ineffective. With the nominations, we had um, 
a total of 330 endorsements on nominations. This is only on nominations. This isn't for tonight. And of the 300. And DeSantis looks incredibly strong and like a winner. One place where there was a great big red wave is depicted on the cover of the New York Post this morning. Young GOP star DeSantis romps to victory in Florida. It's called the future. So what do we know about how Donald Trump feels about DeSantis now? Well, he's clearly feels very threatened by DeSantis. He's warned him off, told him that it would be a mistake on his part to run against Trump in the election and has actually openly threatened him uh, with revelations. We've got no idea what kind of revelations these might be, but to embarrass him and bring him down. So this is, this is classic Trump lashing out when he feels threatened. Trump calling DeSantis an average governor with great PR, claiming DeSantis came to him in desperate shape back in 2017 with low approval, bad polls, and no money. Trump adding he fixed DeSantis' campaign, which had completely fallen apart. It's classic Trump. When DeSantis was loyal, he loves him. The moment he poses a threat, and you know, DeSantis hasn't been disloyal in a in any immediate sense. What do you think about Trump's? Big announcement and some of the less than flattering comments he has made about you. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, like learned in this job, is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Now, the fact of the matter is, he did point out that the election hadn't gone Trump's way, which would have clearly irked Trump. But principally, Trump just now sees him as a threat and he will do what he can to diminish and demean him. You saw him tagging with a nickname, uh, De Sanctimonious. A lot of Republicans didn't like that he did that, uh, but it's reflective of where Trump's at. He's now just on attack mode against DeSantis because he sees him as a threat. So is it fair to say the power dynamic between the two has significantly shifted? Yes, I think it has. Trump's future, to some extent, is now in DeSantis's hands. If DeSantis doesn't run, Trump has a fairly good shot at the Republican nomination because I don't think within the Republican base uh, there's anybody else that really commands the same support. If DeSantis does decide to run, that makes things very complicated for Trump. And so Trump's attempt to make a comeback is all in DeSantis's hands now. Chris, after a huge build-up, last week Trump finally announced that he'll be running for president in the 2024 race. Why has he declared his bid now? Originally, he wanted to do it the day before the elections. He was talked out of it, but because he thought there was going to be this huge red wave and he thought he could ride the crest of that, be hugely popular, and I think perhaps neutralise any threat, particularly from DeSantis, by just getting in there early and dominating the field. That clearly hasn't happened because of the outcome of the midterms. And in fact, the reverse has now happened. There may be other considerations as well. He's facing a lot of legal issues. Based on recent developments, including the former president's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election, and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. I think that once he's out there, he'll be 
very firmly portraying any attempt to prosecute him for his many and varied alleged crimes as merely political attacks by the Democrats to try and stop him. Well, in typical Trump fashion, he did claim that it would take, and I quote, no conventional candidate and a movement to win the next presidency. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. What does that tell us about his approach this time? And in practical terms, what does he actually have to do to win the Republican nomination? Well, in one sense, Trump is where he likes to be in that, you know, he's the underdog, he's isolated. He will claim that he's the person that the establishment doesn't want. We had big pharma against us. We had the media against us. We had big tech against us. He will attack his own party. He will particularly attack Republican leaders in Congress like Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the in the Senate. But the difference really this time uh, with 2016 and even with 2020 is that there's enormous baggage he brings, which is the legacy of defeat in 2020, which raises a lot of questions uh, you know, amongst ordinary Republicans of if he lost by 7 million votes in the popular vote mm. in 2020, uh, how could he expect to win again? He could turn it around perhaps within the Republican base if he can persuade them that he's a more serious candidate. One of the things I heard constantly from Trump voters and the activists in the Republican Party on a local level is they're really tired of his bluster, of the way that he attacks people verbally, and they just want calm and a serious candidate, which is, of course, the appeal of DeSantis. Well, what about DeSantis in this mix? I mean, you've said that Trump's approach is to retread that outsider status, which is one thing when you're coming in in 2016 with no political experience, quite another when you've actually been president. And the fact that he, as you've said, would find it difficult to limit the bluster and the attacks. And DeSantis, of course, as you've explained to us, is much smarter, much cannier, actually maybe more on top of the policy and the politics. Where do you think it might sit if and when he announces a bid to run as president? I think DeSantis's strengths are that he's not Trump. He's a Trumpian without being Trump. He doesn't have that bluster. He doesn't have the record of defeat. He doesn't have a whole lot of investigations against him. And he doesn't have the legacy of January 6th, the storming of the Capitol and the denial of the election, which actually has hurt Trump with quite a lot of Republicans. DeSantis doesn't have any of that. That's his great strength. He comes at it uh, with clean hands, effectively. Having said that, DeSantis is not a warm individual. The way that Trump engages with the crowd is, is really quite astonishing. Never, ever, ever, ever back down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants... They, they'll sit and listen to him talk for 100 minutes. He gets them riled up. They're excited by him. Because we are Americans and Americans... On the whole, uh, he's a very effective campaigner. It's not clear that DeSantis is as good a campaigner on a national scale. I don't think he can glad hand in the same way. But, you know, it depends what a Republican primary voters and even if it comes to it, national voters in the general election looking for. And I think that a bit like after the four years of the Trump presidency, a lot of people in this country just want calm. And DeSantis definitely uh, exudes that. So do you think it's being heavily hinted at, but do you think he will actually run and he will make an announcement sometime soon? 
I think it's really hard to know at this moment because DeSantis's challenge, and it's an enormous challenge actually, is to run against Trump without losing Trump supporters. He needs to run against Trump without attacking Trump. If Trumpian policies are the basis of his campaign, if he's aligning himself with those ideas, is he going to kill the master? It sounds a bit Oedipal, a bit Luke Skywalker meets his father. It could be quite colourful. <laughs> yes. How does he not alienate that section of the Republican Party that's deeply loyal to Trump? You know, some of them will see him as stabbing Trump in the back. And his problem is, at that point, not that they vote against him in the primaries, but that they don't turn out to vote in the general election. That's a problem for him further down the line, even if he gets the Republican nomination. Some would like him to become Trump's vice president. Um, Some would say, look, he's only 44. He should just wait another four years and then run. But, you know, four years is a long time. Who knows what DeSantis's profile will be then? Coming up, what could a battle between Ron and Don mean for American politics and the country? Chris, what do you expect that race could look like if the two were suddenly direct rivals? And actually, even more pertinently, what would it do to the Republican Party? I think it'll certainly split the Republican Party. Uh, One of the chairs of a a county uh, Republican Party that I was talking to recently said there'll be blood on the floor. She was absolutely convinced that it'll be nasty. And I've heard that quite a lot. Do you think DeSantis' track record as a governor would help him nationally? I think a lot of primary voters, particularly Trump supporters who've lost confidence in him, would see... DeSantis's record as ideal, to be honest. I think in a general election, it's much more complicated for DeSantis because he looks extreme. He's taking extreme positions on all kinds of things. Once he's on a national stage, I think he will perhaps come across as too extreme for many ordinary voters, swing voters. Chris, you've hinted at some of the problems Trump may face going into this next race. Even some of his supporters are saying it's time to dump Trump. What's the baggage that he's carrying around? I think the election denial stuff and the January 6th alienated a lot of of middle-of-the-road Republican voters and independents in this country. Of course, the other thing is he faces quite a lot of criminal and civil investigations, some of it tied to the election denial stuff. There's a Justice Department investigation of his attempts to undermine the outcome of the election Perhaps more importantly, there's a a state investigation in Georgia, which is the state where he called the uh, Georgia Secretary of State a Republican Mm. and said, can you find me another 11,780 votes so we can win Georgia? And then starts putting on pressure on a lot of other officials to rig the election, in effect. And there's a tape recording of this. Look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find... uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we There's have. a grand jury in Georgia at the moment hearing all the evidence, and it's heard a lot of testimony from Republican officials in the state. We won the election, and it's not fair. And there's a, a view that, that there's almost certainly some form of indictment about Trump coming down the line. Trump faces the investigation for the classified documents 
that he held on to in Florida, that could well culminate in federal charges. In New York State, there's both a civil case underway over his business dealings and a criminal investigation that could result in charges over essentially what is fraud for falsely declaring the value of his businesses here in order to get cheap loans and reduce taxes. And Republicans out there are aware of this. They're aware that the idea of going into an election with Trump burdened by all this, possibly facing indictment and trial even before the election, isn't great. But then, I mean, when you list out all the charges and lawsuits, everything against Trump and Anyone else would just want to crawl under a rock and not be seen or heard from. And there is something to be said about his utter bullishness and his refusal to accept any of those as disadvantages in his campaign. Do you think ultimately that might give him a level of ferocity and edge over DeSantis or will it just drag him down? He sounds passionate. He sounds committed. And he says the things a lot of people want to hear. One of Trump's appeals early on when he ran in 2016, you heard it from Republicans all the time, was Trump dared to say what other politicians wouldn't. And he looked very much like his own man. And he still retains that quality for them. It's Trump against the world. It's Trump against the rest of the Republican Party. It's Trump against the establishment. That has an awful lot of appeal for a, a lot of Republicans. And that's one of DeSantis's weaknesses, is these Republicans, even those that support him, think mm, maybe he is just, after all, the Republican establishment. There's an abiding within a section of the Republican Party, wariness of that, going back really to the Tea Party movement of a decade or more ago, when you know there was a wave of members of Congress who were elected Republicans, who were members of the Tea Party, to go to Washington, shake everything up, and change the game. And they were perceived as actually just getting sucked in by the system and carrying on as normal. And Trump came along and said, I'm not going to be like that. Chris, over the weekend, we heard that Trump's Twitter account was being reinstated after an almost two-year ban. He didn't seem particularly bothered by it. Uh, He did put up a poll, and I hear it's very overwhelming, very strong. But I have something called Trump. If you look, it's Trump-owned, but it's... uh, It's really fantastic truth, social. But in an interesting twist, it does seem that Trump has lost the support of Rupert Murdoch's press. Now, institutions like Fox News aren't as pro-Trump as they were. When do you think Murdoch decided that Trump's crown had slipped? And how bad is it for his chances of becoming the Republican candidate in 2024? Well, it's worth remembering that, you know, the Murdoch press didn't really support him when he ran initially in 2016. They later latched onto him, gave him a lot of publicity because it was good for viewers on Fox News. I think it's clear that they decided that Trump was too much of a liability. But I don't think that them turning against him necessarily be a bad thing. As we know, one of Trump's strategies is to say he's the outsider. So Fox News and Rupert Murdoch have turned against him. That's further evidence that he's prepared to stand up and fight for what's right from his perspective. Chris, last week we saw the Republicans narrowly take back control of the House of Representatives, with Republican Kevin McCarthy likely to take over from the Democrat Nancy Pelosi as House Speaker. 
For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. Would this work more in Trump's favour or DeSantis's? So Trump clearly has a very large section of the Republican members of the House of Representatives who are loyal to him. Because the Republican majority is so slim, it looks like it's going to be at best a handful of seats. That's going to make the Republican majority leader Kevin McCarthy's life very difficult. Trump loyalists will be able to demand things. And it's quite likely that the things that they demand and the things that get done, they will then make sure that Trump takes the credit. So in that sense, yes, it definitely helps Trump. The flip side of the coin is that this very narrow win by the Republicans is also down to Trump. I'm sure that if DeSantis were to run, the people around him will remind voters that Trump's the man who almost lost the House of Representatives. So it can work both ways. And what do you think the feeling is amongst Democrats faced with this prospect of a potential DeSantis-Trump run for the nomination? Does this work for their advantage or... Is it just quite a terrifying prospect to even endure? I think the Democrats would very much like to see a fight between DeSantis and Trump. The party will tear itself apart. There'll be a lot of anger. I suspect it won't look good in the eyes of a lot of you know independent and swing voters. But I think the Democrats would like the outcome of that to be that Trump wins. Particularly if Biden stays as the candidate. I think there's a real fear amongst the Democrats that because Biden's so old, because at times he looks like he's not entirely mentally lucid, I think that they fear facing a 44-year-old man who is as coherent and as effective as DeSantis. They feel confident that running against Trump, Trump would lose again for all the reasons that we know. If Trump did lose the fight to become the next Republican candidate for president, What does a wounded, rejected Donald Trump look like in that circumstance? Certainly he takes all of this stuff very, very personally. And if he loses the primary, he's not a man to go quietly uh, to shake DeSantis's hand and say, congratulations, I'll campaign for you. So we'd have to assume that he wants to play a role, whether that involves running himself, trying to get some other party going, I'm not really sure. But that would certainly be... A concern for a lot of Republicans is that Trump would go out there and in some way sabotage DeSantis as a candidate. Chris, you've described DeSantis as Trump with brains. Do you think that means he would push the country even further rightwards? Yes, I think he probably would. Trump was frustrated by the constraints of the power of the presidency, but also by Congress. I think DeSantis is a more effective politician I think he would be cleverer about what he tried to do and how he tried to do it. And I think his core ideological beliefs are actually probably to the right of Trump. I think there's a lot of stuff Trump just embraced because he thought it was politically expedient. You know, belief in abortion, for instance, I don't think he cared about that issue at all. And previously he indicated he believed in a, a woman's right to choose. DeSantis is much more committed to some of those issues and would be much more effective about getting them done. Finally, Chris, I won't hold you to this next answer because a lot can change over the coming months and years. But if you had a tenor to put on who would come out top in this battle between Trump and DeSantis, where would you put your money? If the election, the primaries were held tomorrow, I would put my money on Trump. However, we're more than a year away and a lot can happen in that year. And if DeSantis does decide to run, 
at this stage, it's really hard to call. I could see a situation in 15 months where he commands the support of the majority of Republican voters. I would imagine it would still be a close run thing. Feels like a long punch and Judy ride up till then. Chris, thank you so much. My pleasure. That was Chris McGreal. Do follow his reporting and more from our US team at theguardian.com. And, 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 one more thing. There is a Today in Focus live event happening next week and tickets are on sale now. Yes, me and Michael Safi, the brilliant Michael Safi, will be co-hosting our first live stream show on Wednesday, 30th November, 8pm to 9.15pm. We'll be joined by Pippa Carrera, Emma Graham Harrison and Alex Hearn as we look back at the events that have defined 2022 and try to make some sense of the biggest stories of the year. For more info and to book your tickets, head to theguardian.com forward slash Today in Focus Live. And that's it for today. This episode was produced by Ruth Abrahams. Sound design is by Rudy Zagadlo. The executive producer was Huma Khalili. We'll be back tomorrow. This is The Guardian.